We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. And now, a page from the Diary of Flo. Dear Diary, I got the brush off again. I don't get it. Is there something wrong with the way I wave? Elbow wrist, elbow wrist. Why won't that little basset hound acknowledge me? I'm friendly. I give everyone peace of mind when I protect their homes through Progressive. He should be jumping for joy when I walk by. Save an average of 17% on car insurance when you bundle home and auto through Progressive. Maybe it's me. No, it's him. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. This is... This is... This is... This is... This is... With Giancarlo Nava and Ryan Goins. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Giancarlo Navas, and with me today, we have producer and co-founder, Mr. Brian Goins. Justice Winslow has braids now. Okay, we have a lot to get into today. That is absolutely one of them. We have our professional screw-up, Mr. Alex Toledo. How are you, sir? Yo, what's going on? Pretty all good. And we have Saucy Nuggets insider, Mr. Lefty Leif. How are you, sir? I'm great. How are you? We are we are rolling because we have news today. Uh, also, today is our four-year anniversary of Heat Beat. So um, that's pretty cool. We've, Brian and I have been doing this for four years. We'll talk about that later. We'll probably reminisce a bit. Um, but, it's, Brian, it's pretty crazy how we've gotten to four years, man. For 124 episodes. Time flies. 124 episodes, four years, lots of articles, lots of bad takes by me. Uh, Brian, do you remember that our first show was... And the reason why I know the exact date is because we did the show after Game 1 of the Heat Pacers Eastern Conference Finals where LeBron hit the game winner. It's like the only time I've ever used Mike Inglis' voice. Yes, we used the Mike Inglis call to, uh, to intro the show, so that was fun, and... The Lots. second time was uh, the championship year. Actually, it was the same season, right? I mean, the same season. Hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interrupt this reminiscing because Brian just texted me, did you make sure to start recording? Of course I started. Of course I made sure I started recording. 
I wasn't sure. Okay. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. He just texted me, hey, did you start the recording? I was like, of course I started the recording. My batteries are low, so... <laughs> so I, am, I am the wielder of audio. Okay, so we'll get into uh, reminiscing about and some self-involvement later. But first, boys, news of the day. Chris Bosch, gonna be a heat lifer. He's gonna... He's gonna do the whole thing where Miami gets the cap, the cap relief that they've wanted, and he's gonna be a free agent. Leif, I know that this has been a very messy saga, but it's kind of nice that it's over and unexpected. I think. Yeah, I mean, it's nice to see that it sounds like they're parting ways in a, you know, that they're in a good place because it looked so messy for so long. But I think that this might have to do with a little bit of acceptance on the por- on the part of Chris Bosh and his camp about his you know, health status and, uh, you know, with the new um, implications that come with the CBA, it's also pretty cool from the Heat standpoint to know that if he does suit up for another team and and gets to play again, which we all hope that he does, we're not going to have luxury tax implications, uh, you know, surrounding that. So it's win-win, although... You know, it's funny, as I saw that news hit today, I was so much reminded that we talk about all these free agents that we want and trade targets we want. And honestly, with this team, if we could have 100% healthy Chris Bosh, I'd rather have that than any other person we could be uh, acquiring personally. That's so, And, like, people who say that the Heat want to push him out, they, like, don't understand that if that dude can play – like. I was thinking today, imagine the defensive lineups that they could put out with Chris Bosh, James Johnson, and Justice Winslow. With Deion Waiters, who is a very good defender, like, that's just, that is such rabid on-ball defense with good offensive players around it and, and Goran making it run. Like, think about how, man, God, that's a good, <laughs> that's a good team. With Magruder and, o- and Okara White, you could switch everything and, Force turnovers, get out and run. It's it, you know that's why it's asinine when people say that uh, they were pushing him away because they'd rather have the cap space, especially in uh, the way the uh, you know economic climate is in the NBA. Uh, to think that you wouldn't want Bosch at the price tag he was at if he's fully healthy is crazy to me. You know, like that that's that was the best case scenarios to have him. Is he? Would he be the best power forward in the sport right now if he was 100 percent healthy? I guess he'd be up there. Yeah, most complete, maybe most complete. I don't know if he's like highest impact player. I'd have to go down the list, but definitely he would be. uh, You know, from a two way standpoint. I know it's a tough question because then obviously, and now everyone plays power forward, center, small forward, power forward. So it's kind of a it's kind of a weird request, but like just that skill set he has, and it's it's sad because we're essentially saying goodbye to Chris Boss. I don't know about his career. But just as a Heat player, and he's so good and he's so versatile. He's everything you'd want at that position in modern basketball. And for this team specifically, they really could have used pretty much everything he brings. Man, I'm going to miss that guy so much. I miss Even him. Even more. That guy, he's probably, and I know that it was only, I want to say, can we say five years? Because he technically played six. But he had like half one, half the other. So five years of Chris Bosh. Probably one of my favorite Heat players ever. Maybe in the top five. Leif, you're shaking your head? 
Yeah, no, he's up there. Uh, you know, from a personality standpoint, he was always, you know, it was funny going through the big three era when we felt like the whole world was coming down, crashing on us. He was like one of the only people that would honestly talk about how they were feeling and the challenges and things like that. Whereas you kind of got a lot of generic, this is what you expect to hear from Dwayne Wade and, and LeBron James. Chris was a little more open. And that was, you know, that was fun to see somebody a little more transparent um, during a, you know, an epic run like that was. So yeah, no, he's, he's on the list too. He's a, he's definitely on the short list of uh, a favorite heat players for me. Leif is morning. Your favorite. Uh, push comes to shove, I would say so. I mean, it's hard to go against Dwayne. Um, oh, I really? think that I would have thought it'd be Zoe or Glenn Rice. No way. No, no, no. No, like everything that happened with Dwayne Wade, you know, obviously I haven't always had the most kind words for <laughs> how that played out. But no, I mean, Dwayne Wade is Dwayne Wade. He, you know, he was him and Alonzo are, are 1A and 1B in my book. Oh, wow, that's interesting. Brian, I know you have some information on the Heat and their cap relief. Brian, you can't hear me? That is lovely. That is excellent producing. <laughs> <laughs> Four years later, and we still have technical difficulties. Four years later, and Brian can't produce a lick. <laughs> that was great. Maybe Smoot is right. Oh, my God. Adam Smoot is so right. We're a bunch of children. Oh. <laughs> Brian, are you, are you, are you I can hear you. you can, no, yeah, no, right. All good? Yes. Yeah, four years, and you still can't produce. <laughs> my battery's dying. <laughs> okay, yeah, whatever. What is the – um? give us the information on the heats uh, on the heat's end on this cat maneuver. All right, so what uh, Leif was alluding to is that there's a new provision in the CBA that goes in effect before or either, either before or on July 1st, so at the start of free agency, where the Heat will essentially be able to use a fitness-to-play panel um, that the NBA and NBA PA agree to. Essentially, there's two different departments. One's going to cover blood clots, which you have to think either the Heat or some team uh, kind of pushed for that, and another one was going to be covering cardiac illnesses. So there's so, a blood clot department now? There's a, there's going to be a panel that consists of three physicians. One that's appointed by the NBA Players Association, one by the NBA itself, and then one that's mutually agreed between the two. And so what they're going to have to do is they're going to have to devise and see whether or not he can play. And if they think it's a life-threatening situation like we all assume it is, and it seems like that's the case if Raj is agreeing to this decision to uh, have the Heat maneuver his cat space out of their... Uh, their summer bill of 2017. Wow, that's so that's so. In, is can this be called like the Chris Boss provision? What what did you say it was called? It's it's just called the fitness to play panel. Okay, it's called the Chris Bosch panel. Yeah, it definitely was sparked by CB, and um, you know uh, the cool thing is is that it sounds like a lot of the uh, technical stuff, the paperwork, the who's going to be on that panel. That kind of stuff appears to be ironed out already, so it's kind of a formality that they just process that or whatever takes place when that uh, when that date comes. So I don't think it will drag out or be something where there'll be more question marks that come. Uh, so, so finally we get closure and can uh, start building a basketball team. You know, Leif and Alex, uh, Alex, I guess I'll throw this to you. Like, I think all year we were under the assumption that this was going to be the end result. We just didn't think it would come like so, so meekly. You know what I mean? We, a lot of us thought 
at least I thought that this was going to go down with some fight, with some kicking and screaming on the Chris Bosch camp, but this ended rather quietly, you know, a lot quieter than it started. I mean, yeah, I was kind of surprised by that too. But at the end of the day, I think a lot of what happened there was basically that time kind of settled uh, everything. It kind of went away after our emotions settled. And they both both parties kind of just talked it out. I don't know. It, it seemed like everybody came to their senses. Obviously, don't know that, but that's it. Really, <laughs> seems like everything just yeah, everything just settled down. You know. Oh my god, what a weird situation. And like, I know that the heat went through this with morning, but the morning thing, I think everyone knew that. Okay, morning can't Alonzo can't play, and it, this is God. Chris thought he could. Ah. It's still so sad. I'm just upset because I love Chris Bosh and I want him to play here. And it's just, it's kind of like, it's an end of an, I guess the, I guess it's a formal end. To, there's formality, but it's, it's truly the end of an era. It's sad. I'm sad. I love Chris Bosh. Officially. Officially. Well, even though we all knew it was going to happen. Um, Other news that happened today. Our boy McBob's, McBob's opted in. Um, to his contract, so we think we all knew that. So, not as bad as it could be because they could. I mean, that's an expiring contract that they can move. Although I don't know how much that helps them. But you know what's gonna happen because of that? I hate no, Willie Reed. Well, I, I think. Hold on, wait, Alex. I know that we went into the offseason knowing that Willie's probably gone. Hey, but he, it doesn't seem like he wants to go, and now he's gonna have to go because. <laughs> Josh McRoberts. Have you seen first those? D Wade? Now Willie Reed. What else are you gonna? What else are you gonna take away from us, Josh? <laughs> Josh McRoberts is taking everything. Where will it end? The reaction on Twitter was funny because I mean I kind of every time you do the math <laughs> on salary cap, haven't we all just assumed yes. that he was gonna of opt course. in? So it's like, Why would he opt out? Yeah, um, the fact but, that it was know, announced by Zach Lowe made everything worse. Yeah. <laughs> Why couldn't it be Ira? National guy. Be Ira? Yeah, exactly. Oh, if Ira had done that. it, it would have been funnier. <laughs> God, we're gonna have fun with that. No, but you know what he's gonna do now? He's gonna come out. He's gonna play eighty games. He's gonna play really well off the bench, and uh, he culture baby. He's gonna get paid by somebody else. <laughs> and if it's us, then no, no, wait, no one's paying that guy again. <laughs> no one. No one's paying him more than the minimum, and the minimum might be a little bit generous. GM's gonna be calling to Riley. To play sixty more. Like, yo, you think I should do this? No, man, no. Dude. Most improved player. <laughs> I mean, what does he have to do? Play like in thirty-two games and <laughs> you know, shoot forty-nine percent, and he gets most improved player. He just needs to shoot. He just needs to not be yeah. afraid to shoot. Yeah, the first Honestly, player ever to win the award off field goal attempts. <laughs> Alex, what's your solution to the McRobs problem? So I think they should. <laughs> I mean, he should reintroduce him as a European dude. <laughs> change his name, kind of change his look up a little bit. Reintroduce him as a European dude, and people game. are gonna are they gonna like his skills? I think the fact that he's a big dumb white guy is like he's not endearing at all. He's just a creep. Like, no one wants to see you on the court, but if you're European oh and you God. sell him as 24, come on. <laughs> sell him as 24? Just lie about his age. Yeah, why not? Josue McRibbit. No, I was going to say, you need to add like, like, like an Ovic at the end of his name. Joshua McRib. No, you can't. You can't. You got you to gotta dump the Mick. You gotta, yeah, you got to be like 
Mystery man from yeah, foreign country. Mystery man from Djokovic. Novak Djokovic. Nobody. He fans don't know who Novak Djokovic is. You you could fake it. Basketball fans won't know. God. Austin Nugget Center. <laughs> oh, I, I love that you said that because it reminds me of what uh what our very own Nikaias Dunkus was saying earlier in the week. Who basically he was saying that Djokovic is more valuable than LeBron. For the like. He's saying that Denver would not trade Jokic for LeBron. Stop it. He was Stop. saying that. He was like, he Nikaias was gonna die on that hill of no, I will the Nuggets should not trade Jokic for LeBron. I'm like, dude, you always trade for LeBron. That's kind of a hot take. I feel like Nikaias never has hot takes. I know. That's like the hottest take he's ever had. People I mean, I get it from the point him. that I guess they consider him a generational type player. And they and they consider him a generational type player that doesn't get hurt and doesn't and is consistent. He's good. Yeah, man, but that guy's gonna be an all star team. He's not years LeBron, to come. dude. Like if you have if Denver of gets LeBron, not. they're contending. Dude, of course not. I don't this, agree with that. This is I'm not just even... saying that he's a lot younger. I know. No, I get what he's saying, but just man, you have a chance to contend? Even if it's just a year. Or how many years does LeBron have left on his deal? Two more years? You're gonna contend for two years. He's a cyborg. He may play for the next 12 years. And this is the other thing. To be the center of the basketball universe, even for five seconds, if you're the Denver Nuggets, you would do that. <laughs> like, come on, man. I've been asking you guys what a Denver Nuggets player is. If all of a sudden you guys can answer me and say LeBron James, like, I got to stop <laughs> asking that question. So, I mean, that kind of says it all. Every time you say Denver Nuggets, it's the only thing I can think of. He's going to make... hear your voice. He's gonna make Gallin- He'd make Gallinari Scotty Pippen. Yep. He'd you man. He'd make Wilson Chandler an All Star. He did it to Mo Williams. He could do it to Wilson Chandler. That wouldn't be a bad team. That'd actually be a lot of fun. That'd be a fun social experiment. LeBron just going to a, like a new team every year. Be like a reality show. Like what? Like there's like a little lottery. Like after the draft lottery, there's the LeBron lottery to like see where LeBron goes that year. And like My God. It's, it's kind of like Kitchen Nightmares where Gordon Ramsay goes in to fix restaurants, right? Like he sees like mold on the grill. LeBron's going to the training facility. He sees like no culture, people working out bad. LeBron goes to fix the team. He has stays there for a year. Uh, any team that gets him, no matter who it is, they make the playoffs immediately, right? No, they're any team that gets him. What's the worst Are team they in the league? Contenders? Is it the Nets? The Nets worst team in the league? Yep. Yeah, as far as uh, talent, yeah. Nah, but they were almost they were playing good basketball with Jeremy Lin. Do we want to go the Nets or the the Knicks? I don't know. Whatever the Nets, good enough. If you put them on the Nets, they're not contending in the East. No, they are. I don't know, man. I think they are. Uh, I, I know, I know, I know finals. they're bad. I know they're bad. <laughs> and I know. Well, I don't know if they. I don't know if they could beat the Sixers because you know the Sixers have an unbelievable future. No, I know, yeah. They have all those assets. <laughs> oh and, man! You know they're just they're going to win multiple championships because of the precedent that they've set for all these years of being a great franchise. I'm trying to pull up the Nets roster to see what what we're dealing with over here. Sean Kilpatrick. Oh, LeBron will make that guy an All Star. Justin Hamilton. Brooke Lopez. Double double machine. Quincy AC. Man, LeBron's gonna make Quincy AC like shoot forty percent from three. And make it. He's gonna turn Trevor Booker into Tristan Thompson. (laughs) Where everybody's gonna know who's the Nets coach. Who's the Nets coach? Kenny Atkinson. 
Seriously? He he's he would get he? fired. That's yeah, the one is. thing that would happen. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag hey, well, Egon. Not respect him from the start. <laughs> LeBron's gonna come in. Yeah, yeah. That guy has to go. Put like Matt Carter, Deshaun Stevenson. That'd be funny. He gets like a celebrity coach. Jay Z. He gets like The Rock. Like Dwayne Johnson's there. <laughs> Come on, dude. That'd be awesome. That's Kendrick how you fix Listen, Everyone's complaining. Yeah, LeVar Ball. Like, everyone's complaining. <laughs> wow, that'd be great. LeVar coaching. Well, I said Kendrick Lamar, but oh, whatever. <laughs> LeVar, well, no, LeVar Ball coaching a LeBron-led Nets team. God, that'd be so great. Think about that. Like, people are complaining that. Oh, no, the NBA is not interesting. It's just two teams. How much more fun would the NBA be if LeBron just says, eh, I'm going to the Nets, LeBar Ball's a coach. Let's go. What team would he go to and it would be boring? <laughs> Cleveland. Sacramento. Wait, no. what am I talking about? Never mind. I, he can go. He can go, can he go anywhere. And can make he that go anywhere and not be interesting? No, he can go anywhere and, and it'd be interesting. Like I'm, I'm, I'm even going by like the division. Like if you put him on the Hawks, that's probably a really good team. I can't, I can't think of one. If if he goes to the Hawks, like they win the East. You know what I mean? Like there's not even a question. Maybe to- Charlotte. No, because they killed Kemba Walker and they have him the and Kemba. What? And they have the noodle. What's his name? Um, Frank Levinsky. What's his name? Kaminsky. God. <laughs> I, I know him as the noodle. He looks like a noodle. I just wanted to let you die on that one. <laughs> it's like Lebinsky, Lebinsky. No, because I, I, I have a client named uh, Lebinsky, so I was a little confused. Kaminsky. Oh, what drugs do you give him? <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask me that. Is Lebinsky Josh McRoberts' new name? Lebinsky. <laughs> Isn't that the Timberwolves Oh, my God, guard? yes, Brian. I, th- I think we found it. Zach Lebinsky. Richard Lebinsky. There you go. Foreigner. What are you talking about? Josh McRoberts' new name. Your suggestion. Richard? Richard Lebinsky. Dick Lebinsky? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun. Man, I feel like you should have put something that starts with a G. Are they keeping Babbitt? Is LeBron doing the think, powder toss? I, I think they are going to keep Babbitt. That was a joke. That, that was a reference from some pod. That, I think you were on the pod. We kept Giorgio. Getting, yeah, we kept getting derailed. And Leif is just like, so Luke Babbitt. It's like, who cares about Luke Babbitt? When, well, now that you bring him up, let's have a whole segment on him. No. I'm down, dude. Um, I'm down. I actually think they should keep Babbitt because he wasn't that bad. He's just funny to make fun of. And if you could get him like on a minimum deal, man, you think Babbitt wants to leave here? Hey, they have his bird rights. They can exceed the cap to give him big money. <laughs> Tired of feeling that would make Kochi go crazy. And they say Pat Riley's washed. Come on, <laughs> Bab- Babbitt discount. Honestly, though, best, best you can't find a barber that does his hair right. Nobody can find a barber, dude. Okay, who has the worst hair in the NBA? Because I'm all in with Kelly Olynyk. Alfred Payton. It's no Olynyk is worse. Olynyk is disgusting. I just think Olenek is disgusting as a human being. God, he looks so I would have said Justice Winslow, but uh, he fixed it. Olenek's hair is especially disgusting when he's sweaty. Oh, God. There's something about he's it that really sweaty. It, it kicks it up a notch and makes him look really, like, just disgusting. My man's always sweaty. And, you know, like, so up right now the Cleveland-Boston game's on. And I was thinking earlier, like, Cleveland loses that game in Cleveland, and we're all surprised Marcus Smart hit a bunch of threes, and nobody really believes that Cleveland's in trouble. 
And in the East, how how many games has LeBron lost since he's got there in the East? Like two, three games? Like I'm not even joking. No, that, that's like four or five games. You know what I mean? Like it's not a lot in the Eastern Conference. And it kind of made me think at maybe appreciate a little bit how much fun the Heat had during their run. Because it was always the question, right? So like their first playoff series, like who was it? It was the Sixers. That was their first playoff win since 2006. You know what I mean? So that was a big deal for Heat fans. Like, oh, my God, they won a series for the first time in, like, four or five years. So, like, that was really cool. And then after that, there were always question marks. Just can they beat Boston? And even though that series ended in five, a lot of those games were close. And it's just the fact that Miami got the step on the neck of someone who was a rival to them. And they did it to Chicago. And then next year with the Bosch injury against Indiana and then the seven game against Boston and then the next year against Indiana. Like, it was always fun. You know what I mean? Like, this Cleveland It was compelling. Team, yeah. They like, were the trip. They like, uh, they blazed the trail for these, you know, this Cavs team now is kind of, it's built the same way, but they don't. But like, being hated was fun. And. Cleveland's not really hated in any way that Miami was, and Golden State as well. But what I'm saying is just from a strictly basketball perspective, other than their final series, they haven't played interesting series. And while I'm sure it's really fun for Cleveland to watch them have a dominant team, like basketball-wise, it's not compelling in the way that the Heat series were. You know what I mean? (laughs) I think we lost Leif. We did lose yeah. Leif. I, I, I was hoping Alex would notice. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I was about to say something, and then I just saw that. I'm like, whoa. Okay. Look, no, man, don't don't get me started on the Raptors and Celtics. I'm so tired of watching these teams. <laughs> They're filled with frauds. Kelly Olynyk and Jonas Jarebko, honestly, why are we watching the NBA? What's... <laughs> like, come on, man. They, get, they got us one game, one win versus the Cavs. The Raptors traded for Ibaka and P.J. Tucker. They basically doubled down on their pretty weak bet at the trade deadline this year and then for nothing, for not one game. God, these teams are just – it just bothers me. I thought you were going to have Dude, I guarantee you, I guarantee you the Heat would have won at least one game. No. Guarantee you. Against Cleveland? Yep. Oh, for sure. Guarantee one or two. Maybe three. Possibly four. The thing about the Heat is that the Heat had a bunch of, like, bad shot makers. Like, the Heat, they had, like, they like Dion throws up garbage and it goes in. Hassan throws up garbage a lot of times and it goes in. You know what I mean? And Hassan makes, like, Hassan is Tristan Thompson's daddy. Like, we forget that. So. Who else's daddy is he? Oh, um, oh, who's the other player he owns? Um, Boban? No, man. Who's that? He always torches Tristan Thompson. And there's another person he always torches. Oh, Gortat. Gortat. There you go, Gortat. He's Gortat's daddy, and he's Tristan Thompson's daddy. Like, they can't do anything to Hassan. Man, that's why I wanted the Wizards in the playoffs. But, like, honestly, I'm not saying the Heat are better than the Celtics. I'm not. That'd be dumb. But. Fraud. They're not much worse than the Celtics. Mm -hmm. And I also think that they match up better against Cleveland. Just because they have better wing defenders and they have size. Like, clearly size is bothering Boston in this series. And Miami at least has Hassan to kind of offset that. And James Johnson plays bigger than anyone they have. I'd be just scared of LeBron guarding 
one of Gorin or Dion, and then basically the offense just okay. But he goes has down to there. guard one of them. Can't guard both of them. Yeah, but you saw what happens when one of them is taken out of the game. The Heat are a lot worse. No, but then you force. Okay, so Cleveland's a team full of bad defenders. If you put the only competent defender on either, it'll probably be Dion. Goron gets freed up to do what he wants because. I mean, but I think Kevin Love's I gonna think, come help in the lane. I mean, come on, man. I think largely their defense in the playoffs has been fine, considering it was horrible during the regular season, and considering that they're playing better competition. Yeah, but, but they're still in the playoffs. The defense still isn't good, and we welcome Leif back in. Leif, we were saying how, like. Miami would absolutely take a game off Cleveland, and they match up better against Cleveland than Boston because Miami has some size on them that Boston doesn't. Like, Boston's getting killed by Thompson and LeBron, but Miami has enough wing defenders to throw at LeBron to kind of bother him a little bit. They have enough bad shot makers to make it not catastrophic, and they have the size and the rebounding that Boston doesn't have. Can you guys hear me okay? Oh, my God. Sheesh. What are you talking now? about? You sound funny. Can you hear me better now? No. no I think it's too loud. It, it's your mic. It's whatever you're using as your sound output. It's my cell phone. Ah! Word. All right. <laughs> Let's run with it. Um, is that is that is that any better? No, nah, we're good. We're good. We're good. Sounds All right. Good. Um, the the other the other thing that Miami has is um. I don't think that they would fear Cleveland the way that other teams do. I don't. I don't know that that awe factor that teams play with when they're against LeBron would be as applicable to Miami's core and the coaches and the organization. I don't know. I just don't think that they would be sitting around uh, uh, scared of that moment. I don't get that vibe. James Johnson's not scared of anyone. Hassan's not smart enough to be scared of anyone. And Dion doesn't care. <laughs> That's the core. Justice might be. McGregor. Justice might be too too smart to be scared. You know, oh damn it. So yeah. So sorry, I was trying to take here. a picture of you. What? I said sorry for not adding anything. I was trying to take a picture of you for Twitter. Why? Why are you? Why are you being because bad? I'm, I'm gonna make a joke about how you grew a beard after you got stuck on an island with your TJ take. <laughs> <Look>. <laughs> I love all this talk about trading Tyler Johnson. Oh, now you guys want to come to my side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's move him. Yeah, a lot of Twitter you talk. Nice Miami piece? Yeah, a lot of Twitter talk. Oh, yeah, moving Tyler Johnson. Yeah, yeah, Let's dump yeah, that We contract. get one year closer. We yeah. get one year closer to the 19 mil. And everybody's like, oh, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was like, oh, welcome <laughs> to my side. Oh, that's, that's a lot how, of money. How crazy. How crazy is it that Riley wanted to let him walk like he had made the decision to say no and not match and Mickey stepped in and said, "No, don't lose an asset. We need we need to retain our guys." And he kind of he kind of pulled the trump card out and they kept him. They matched it. It's cuz Mickey's trying to ruin this franchise. Okay? He won't let Riley do what he wants to do and well, you know, Leif, when you mentioned that a couple weeks ago, I was stunned and disappointed in ownership in this team that they would do such a dumb thing. An, an, an organization that prides itself on institutional control, on culture, on being smart, on finding value, on doing the right things, that they do that. And, of course, Pat Riley didn't do that. It had to be that phony Mickey Harrison. Pfft. Yeah, he's no Dan Gilbert, that's no for sure. No Dan Gilbert, yeah. Dan Gilbert wouldn't have given TJ that money. That's for damn sure. Yeah, because he's bad. 
Why you, Why did you just associate yourself with Dan Gilbert and like brag about it? I feel dirty doing it. I hate teaching so much. <laughs> they think very similarly. Mickey and Gianni Dan. and Dan. Oh. No, no, you and Dan Gilbert. I think the opposite of wanting Tyler Johnson. So whatever whatever spectrum that ends on, that's where I am. <laughs> no, but listen, I, like I know that we're like joking, but like spectrum talk, spectrum talk only here on Heat Beat on the four year anniversary. Um, yeah, every year that we get closer to that nineteen million, I see Twitter. Yo, uh, so when are we moving TJ? Anybody want him? when when that when that Woj bomb comes and we trade him, you're gonna be an insufferable person on that, Twitter, aren't then, you? I, Leif, it's going to be so much fun for me. Like, you yeah, know... you're suddenly going to lose 300 followers. <laughs> yeah. Basically, all of Heat Beats audience. All of Heat Beats audience. Everybody who listens to the show is going to leave. I'm going to be annoying. <laughs> um, you know... You're literally going to die on the island. I'm going to die on this island. And, like, I'm going to be right because they're going to trade him, right? I hope they trade him. I think him. so. If they don't <laughs> trade him... Oh, God. Well, if they don't trade him, I just get to be surly the whole time. Listen, I'm telling you, there's gonna come. Oh, we're a point, tired of it. There's gonna come a point that they want like a free agent. I don't know, like Carl Anthony Towns is gonna be available, and they can't get they can't unload the TJ deal. That's gonna happen. Watch. I'll take it. I think they're gonna trade TJ Justice and the 14th pick for Paul George. Ooh. Ooh. Put some type of sound, Brian. Do something, Brian. Produce. <laughs> Produce. Yep. That's my hot take. So late on that. So bad. Jesus Christ. I prefer Gordon Hayward though. Hey man. Hey. Third question. Do you like anime? Do you like anime? That's my thought. That is of course our own Brass Jazz. Asking, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Brass. Um, tweet him at Brass Jazz. Uh, that is of course our Brass Jazz asking Tyler Johnson if he likes anime. Yes, happy birthday, Brass. Your epic photoshopping skills and baby memes have brought us to promise. We share a birthday with Heapy. Congratulations. Happy birthday to Heapy. What a sad horn that Streamer was. Streamer me. Happy birthday, Heapy. What is that, an elephant? Jesus that Christ. Like an, that sounds like an elephant, not a party streamer. Smooth? I really hate you. We deserve everything we got from Smoot. <laughs> Let's talk about that, because that was fun. We haven't mentioned this on any show, but if you're on Heat Twitter, then you probably know one Adam Smoot, the curmudgeon of Heat Twitter. That's not true. I think I think Sedona mentioned it once on our pod. We did, yes. Oh, we did. We briefly talked about it with Sedano. Sedano told us to be nicer and to play nice. And that Adam's not Adam's a smart guy and to maybe listen. Which Adam is a smart guy sometimes. But Adam really hates us because, I don't know, we like to joke and troll. And what I don't understand about Adam Smoot is that, dude, you came up, like, you're, like, incarnation of Heat Twitter number one where, like, Heat Twitter was horse-cocking people on the regular. You know what I mean? Like, you're acting, you're like, you guys are attacking me. I was like, number one, we're just memeing you. Number two, it's it could get worse, okay? Calm down. <laughs> like, he's acting like this is some sort of harassment, making fun of him on Twitter as he mutes us. 
Like, we're just memeing him. You know what I mean? Like, and he's like, I was like, dude, you came up in Heat Twitter. You came up in the fire. Why are you I mean, sensitive? I think generally Heat Beat and like Heat Twitter and the people who bother him the most generally get in his way of getting to his takes where basically the thing you like is bad and you should you should feel stupid for liking it. Ribs are like, bad. We're all in the way of that. Ribs are bad. Right. Yeah. Adam Smoot original. Adam Smoot TM. But it's just funny how like he just hates us. And what Yeah. He's just got that deal going where he's like, You're stupid for thinking. Like you're stupid for having an opinion. Um he's very identified with his own ego. Let's just say that. Belief, what I don't understand is that I'm pretty sure that we do the kind of show, not that, I, I mean, we might be a little too sportsy for what he wants, but we do in the spirit of what he says. Like, we don't take sports seriously. And if we do, we use it as jokes. Like, we always try to laugh. We're like, we're making McBob fake identities. You know what I mean? Like, Giorgio. Huh? <laughs> Giorgio, by the way. I, it was, I needed something with a G. I thought Giorgio. Giorgio up up That's a Okay. Yes. Greek last name. Unfortunately, yes. we're not we're not funny nor interesting. So yeah, that that is the, that's the big issue here, you know, that we have to overcome. So we're, we'll continue to strive to become better, you know, so we can gain a, a approval from him. But that's the part like I don't get. It's like I get like you hate traditional like his thing is he doesn't like traditional sports coverage, and I don't like traditional sports coverage. But we're not really traditional sports coverage either. Like, we're kind of, we're not in the same counterculture vein as Levitard, but we're, you know, our show, it, it'd be silly to say that we're not an incarnation of that. You know what I mean? So it's just odd how he cannot, like, he doesn't want to engage in the jokes, and only his jokes he finds funny. Like, when we make fun of him, he doesn't think it's funny, and it's, and it's funny. I don't know. I just, I, I find that weird that he has a hard time laughing at himself. Like, the T-shirt that Brass made uh, when when we got in the we, we got in with him the other day about his T-shirt sales, and he posts a statement his bank statement right. So Brass kind of parodies one of his shirts and adds you know, with the bank statement thing. That's funny, man. That's objectively funny. And he got mad, and I was like, dude, come on, dude. Come on. Enough smooth talk. And we wanted to get into that. I, th- I think it's funny. It's just funny to. Train. This is exactly what he wanted us to do. He fell into his trap. Me. Correct. Yeah. I'm the one that brought it up. He's and I'm the one who never tweets him. Well, it's also show content. We're 36 minutes in. We're required to do a show every week by Almighty Baller. So, you know, Smoot's going right, to so produce, rip him then. If Smoot's gonna produce some content for... No, we listen. The tweets are there. <laughs> you can judge for yourself. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe we're bullies. And if we are bullies, we're just being heat Twitter. But... He deserves it. He, like, come on, man. He, he knows. How many people? He said he only trusts Alf, which is hilarious. I don't even think Alf likes you, man. <laughs> which is funny. Just whatever. It's just it's. He calls weirdos. He did call us weirdos. And Brian came in today as we were arguing with him with like the steel chair. I've never seen Brian be funny like that on Twitter. I felt like I tag team like we were doing like a double match on WWE. I just tagged in for you. I just brought the hammer. Is that like our first beef? As like. That's- Oh. As he beat? I mean, we've gone four years. Sedano? Nah, Sedano is, is a friend <laughs> of the show. Yeah, like, we're joking with George. Like, we love George. I hate him. Bring him on. Whoa! It's funny. Okay, okay Harrison. It's funny that, that he calls us children. Like, um, I was bullying the Harrison. 
I don't know how old he is, but I would imagine that I'm not necessarily so far away from his age. Uh, I think he has this um, picture of us as all like 18-year-old kids or something like that. I'm 24 and have a full beard because I've been on my TJ Island. I'm 38 with three kids. <laughs> yeah. Pay alimony? Nope. Always. <laughs> Always. That's oh, so funny. Yeah, so. Yeah, but Brian, we've pretty much. I think for most of the life of this show, we've been basically pretty non-polarizing, I think. Like in terms of people not liking us. I think. Smooth, I, I think. Really? Have we been polarizing? Did you not read Jack's I mean, I think- from last week? That was really funny, Jax. If you haven't seen that, okay, let's 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 do some let's do some uh, housekeeping. Go to heapeatmiami.com. We have a couple new pieces out. We haven't written a lot in a while, so it was kind of nice last week that we got some new stuff. We got Leif and Nikias's big board. So who who might the Heat be interested in? What kind of fits for the team? So we have that. We have um we have our very own Jack Alfonso telling us how the lottery was colluded. Uh, how high-ranking hooligans rigged the NBA draft lottery. And um, so that's a great read, and really Jack uncovers a lot of stuff in there. And uh, we have Alf writing about the year, kind of an in-memory year, uh, the Heat's worst-case scenario is a blessing in disguise. Check those out, all at heatbeatmiami.com. Um, I can't promise you we're going to write much more in the offseason, but we'll try. We'll, we'll get we'll get back into the swing of things in October. Um, so check those out. But yeah, so four years, guys. Four years is a long time. It's, it's pretty cool. I really want to read a piece or just like a segment. You want, of, to read, you want to read an excerpt from Jack's piece? Is that what you want to do? Please. Okay. I think uh, someone mentioned, I'm not sure who it was, but uh, someone said that this is art. It is art. So I, I'm going to read it to you and I'll let you guys decide. Oh, God, Brian's going to read. <laughs> Hashtag pray. Just, just so I can leave my uh, my name out of this, in case the heat one day back to this. I did not write this. <laughs> this was all Jack Alfonso. Jack Alfonso, smart man. Yes, I did not. No, we none of us wrote this. It was Jack. It was all Jack's idea. And it's all satire. All right. No, he's, according he's, he's, to a, he's being serious. Yes. You think it's satire? Everything here makes sense. <laughs> well, let the listeners decide. So according to a quick blog post, I just read about how the NBA draft already works. The Miami had exactly a 1.8% chance of moving up in the draft. Great odds, right? I thought so too until I realized it was just another clue. If we move the little period thing in 1.8, it's 18. As we have established, LeBron used to wear 6 and Wade wears 3. If you multiply 6 and 3, what do you get? This was a question that stumped me for hours. I couldn't find a solution, (laughs) and then it hit me. 18, just like the lottery odds. This was the missing piece I connected the three colluding hooligans to the NBA draft lottery. I'm so woke. So check that out. Jack uncovers the truth of the NBA is a lying, cheating organization. Investigative reporting. That That is some, listen, that is some Funded journalism. by Heat Beat, of course. Yeah, that is some journalism. And we do the best journalism. Six to eight weeks, that's us. We have the best words. Yes, we there are work. media powerhouses that are losing out on funding because they're taking away from funding from investigative reporting. We do the best of that here. We're not fake with news. With the best funding. What's the opposite of fake news? We're that. Six to eight weeks is the opposite of fake news. Boom! 
I want that tattooed on my forehead. We like edit that for the end of the show. <laughs> I wish we could just end the show now. Oh my god, we still have 41 minutes to go. Not 41 minutes. We have 20 minutes to go. No, wait, 15 minutes. I can't do math. We'll have an answer for you later. Okay. Uh, well, when when the clock thingy gets to 55, we'll be done. It's 41 right now, so I guess... Very helpful for those 15, listening. 15 more minutes. 14. Counting seconds. You want to keep doing this? Not really. I mean, and you know what's funny is that I do math every day. <laughs> like, I work at an engineering firm. So I'm doing, you know, low-level calculations, but I'm, I'm still... You're, you work at an engineering firm in Trump's America. I do. I do. Which makes sense. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Civil. Huh. We, we do the underground stuff. <laughs> I'm just gonna let you die with that. Way to make me drown, Alex. Um, so how how nice was it to have Christian back in the fold today? That was Bryce, our yeah. own Christian Hernandez, back on Twitter, back on the troll, joined in on the Adam Smoot um, beating up of him. Guys, I actually wanted to. I actually want to move off that and get into playoffs. And I don't know how much you guys have watched, but. I think we should do a mailbag. Do we have questions? We have questions. I mean, I'm floundering, and I was just going to go to, are the playoffs boring? I mean, that's an yes. answer. You think it's the answer? I don't think it's going to win the championship, so. The Warriors. Yes, but, but, I mean, what do we, it's funny, like, everyone says that it's boring, but would you rather it not be boring and us have to watch San Antonio and Washington in the finals? Like, it's just getting to the. The thing that we've been waiting for, Cleveland against Golden State, right? I think people just want close games. Well, Boston's I mean, up by 11 right now. It's still in the first quarter, but... I think these playoffs have been like really weird and unlike other playoffs that we've seen because because of the whole Warriors-Cavs thing. I don't. I think there's either been blowouts or there's been a series with, clo- with close games. I don't think it's been... I don't think it's been as as bad as people make it out to be. I don't know. I can't. Wait, what did you, you said? It's either been blowouts or close games. <laughs> yeah, it, it could go, go either way. way. <laughs> Look, just think about it. It could go or either way. Cavs Pacers. Cap, I mean, Cavs Pacers was All the only games. series that was close with, uh, with the Cavs. Right with the Warriors, none of them were close. Outside of those two teams, there have been some pretty close series. The Jazz Clippers, Raptors, Bucks, Wizards, Hawks, Grizzlies, Spurs. Uh, Rockets and Spurs. There's been some okay series. I don't love this playoffs, and I think it's been kind of anticlimactic up to this point. But I just think it's they're different from what we usually see. It's not as bad as people made it out to be. I think people I said are that like I, four sentences. I know, ago. I know, but I'm just it's called <laughs> emphasis. I was yeah. half I was half not listening because Avery Bradley almost dunked on Richard Jefferson. I admit that. Um, I turned off the game to be on this podcast. Really? You if don't. Cleveland loses two at home. Like, oh because of the gosh. plugs, like the amount of plugs that I have available, I had Leif. to pick my laptop charger over the TV. What would happen? I don't care. Leif, what would happen if LeBron <laughs> had lost? Imagine if the same scenario as Miami, and they lost two home games against a Celtic team without their best player. Oh, it would be blow it up. Imagine the noise. Ah. Uh. See, that's something that they don't have to deal with. That's what I mean by the way that uh, they blaze that trail, you know? Um, there'll never be noise like like we had. 
And I say we. Funny. <laughs> like we had. I was there. The noise that we had. I lived that. I lived that, man. You know, but it did. You know, man, this is going to sound so sports corny. But we lived that. You know what I mean? Like, that was a shared experience of community that was interesting. And it was unlike anything I've ever seen, even for soccer, which is like built on nationalism and community and civic. Like, this is what that team, like, we felt probably wrongly so. We felt bonded to those people in a special way. And it was kind of fun and weird. No, I do that with every Heat team, but that's just me. I think my soliloquy makes sense, and I agree with it. That is my take, and I'm sticking to it. I think. That team. That you you, guys, you guys don't feel that same kind of passion about Rodney Magruder? I do. I was just thinking that. <laughs> I was just thinking about Rodney, man. I swear. Why? My boy. Why? He's probably in a gym somewhere. He's in, he's in the gym <laughs> right now. James Johnson's in the gym right now. They're probably all together in the gym. Like the five of them, the five of them, that crew. Not McBob's though. Yeah, definitely not McBob's. They can't let him work out. He's hanging with Luke. <laughs> They, Watching they, anime. They hang out, right? Are we doing that because <laughs> yeah, they're white? They with you. Are we doing that because they're white? <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's exactly why that's like, happening. They, like Luke doesn't look like he has friends on the team. Like who would Luke talk to? Like Luke has nothing in common with James Johnson. Chris Quinn, that's his homie, man. Come Is, on now. Are they, are they like are they yeah. boys though? Like are we just joking or like are they actually boys? Yeah, I'm joking. You know, you know, that but so t- funny. They were. To your point, Gianni, you know what's funny? If you listen to uh, these draft profiles where they're, like, doing player comps, it's so funny to see how white players get compared to white players and players with, like, left-handed players get compared to left-handed players. Even if they don't have the same game, that happens a lot. But specifically with the white players, they, uh, they get lumped together. Kevin Love type. Oh, David Lee. Well, who was who did it recently with David Lee? Was it Nikias? With TJ Lee. Yeah. Yes, he compared TJ <laughs> Leaf to David Lee, and we're like, yo. That that skinny Duke, um, what's his name? Uh oh, the- Kennard. Everyone's like, that's JJ oh. Reddick. <laughs> it's so easy to do that though. <laughs> you know what's funny that I remember when Deion Waiters was coming out of college and I was watching the draft and I don't watch much college basketball. And they're like, oh, Deion Waiters is a Dwayne Wade type. And I'm thinking, you're being freaking ridiculous. I'm thinking they were absolutely right. No, they were because I mean, and he, I think he's even been on record to say that Dwayne was one of his favorite players and he modeled his game similarly to Dwayne. Like, there's and a lot of... And surpassed him. <laughs> Wait, baby, he's about to make that Wade money in Wade City. Oh, God. See, that would have been another great way to end the show. Leif has had two and then surpassed him. You got to let that sit. Alex, yeah, I'm sorry. You, you did the Stugats. Yeah. Is there a mailbag? Brian, do we have questions? Yes. Yes, okay. we do. Let's let's mailbag this. Welcome to a new segment we like to call the Heat Beat Mailbag. You've sent us your questions and hot takes using the hashtag #MHBMailbag. Now it's our turn to give you our answers and tell you how wrong your opinions are. Hey, Brian. Question me. All right, so as always, we like to take our questions from Anthony Chang at Anthony underscore Chang on Twitter. <laughs> so his mailbag questions from this week included a question from at Lane underscore. He asked, would you rather fight 100 ducks sized 
Giancarlo Navas is. Kind of hard to say. Or one Giancarlo Navas size dump. <laughs> I'm pretty fat. That's a weird question, Matt. Why is he Twitter so? Why is he Twitter so damn weird? You said it was an excellent question. It is an excellent that's question, but it's so such a good weird. question. What did, An did did Anthony ever answer that? Of course not, Brian. In the next five minutes, can you get Anthony Chang to call us? Do what you can to see if he'll answer that question on there. That is your assignment. Can you do that? I don't think so. <laughs> go DM him and ask him. D go, go, shoot. I need to know what he thinks. I'll shoot my shot. Okay, shoot I have your an shot. answer, by the way. Okay, Alex, what is your answer? I would rather fight 100 duck sized Giancarlos. Why? Reasoning? Because I could see them like. <laughs> I could see it's the visual, man. I can't concentrate. Do they have, do I they see have... them all fluttering towards me and I just like kicking them all in the face. <laughs> <laughs> with your face. Are they all like saying bad TJ takes? Well, each each one of them has a spe an especially bad take worse Stole than the next. Dwayne Wade's I mean, money. worse than the one before. Robin Lopez is better than Hassan. All my bad takes. Oh, God, that was so fun. Like, you know, I think if you were to ask me in the four years that I've done this show, what am I most proud of as a bit? It's stealing Anthony Chang's mailback questions. I think it's so funny. Like he loves it. Yeah, he likes it too, but like I'm just amused by it. Brian, uh, how are we doing on the Anthony Chang front? Uh, he hasn't read the tweet yet. Okay. Or the DM. <laughs> D oh, like it? DM seconds, Make sure that he gets it. You don't have his phone number? You can't text him? I, I guess I could do that okay, too. Come on, Brian. Go on. We have four minutes left in the show. Let's hurry up. Oh, I got, I got an update. I got an update. What do you say? Dolphin Mall. No, I don't, huh? FaceTime. But tell him to call. Just tell him to call really quick. Just tell him it'll be a couple seconds. Just can we call you to, because I, I really want to know. You know, don't impose or anything. Brian, you, Brian's finally, listen, after four years. Burn that bridge right now. After four years and 124 or five episodes or whatever the hell we're on. Brian has finally done a good producing job, even though he did a bad producing job to start the show. I'm so excited. <laughs> I need to know what he has to say. This is going to be fun. Leif, who would, what would you rather fight? What What, what was the second one? <laughs> he says he can make a one-minute appearance. Okay, let's go. Let's let's get him. Let's get him. In the meantime, uh, would you rather fight 100 ducks that are my size or one me-sized duck? <laughs> Just I just right. love that question. <laughs> I think I'd rather I'd rather fight a U-sized duck. No. <laughs> I'm pretty big, man. That's kind of scary. Yeah, I don't know, man. A hundred. That's just a lot. Oh, that's intimidating. God. <laughs> Where is this show gone? I don't know. I like the question more than the answer, quite frankly. I just think the visual's funny. And it's just, why would Lane ask that? Lane is an underrated Hello? Twitter follow. Anthony. <laughs> Hello. Anthony, thank we'll yes. be very quick. Thank you for coming on the show. Brian, could you ask the question of Anthony Chang, please? All right, this is coming from at Lane underscore from your uh, mailbag questions from this week. I'm, I'm sure you're aware of it. But you uh, you oh, made yeah, it on your Palm Beach post uh, from this week. So we, we have to ask you this because it's, it's very, like, just time sensitive. 
So he asked, okay. would you rather fight 100 duck-sized versions of Giancarlo Navas or one Giancarlo Navas-sized duck? <laughs> one... To repeat that again? Repeat that? Would you rather fight 100 duck-sized Giancarlo Navas? Would you rather fight 100 ducks, that 100 me's that are ducks, or would you rather fight one duck that is the size of me? A hundred you that are ducks. Is there a reason? Give but us your reasoning. Size. Give us yeah. Give us your reasoning and then get out of here. Because I'm more scared of a duck than you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Anthony. <laughs> Anthony, we should end the show there. Enjoy your off season. No problem. Take care. Bro. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, man. Oh, Thank man. you, Anthony Bye. Chang, the most clutch man in Miami media. Oh, that was great. I can't Brian, believe he made that happen. Excellent producing work by Brian. Excellent. Let's give him a round of applause. Absolutely. Nice work. Freaking plus, dude. So (laughs) proud of you. What was his answer? He'd rather fight the ducks that are my size. He'd rather fight. Okay, because I just heard him say that he was afraid of ducks. Yeah, he is afraid of ducks. He doesn't want to fight the big duck. He wants to fight the little, the little me's. Oh, I completely agree. It's a good take. Yeah. (laughs) Hi, everyone. Show's over. I'm Giancarlo Navas. Uh, I just kind of wanted to thank everyone for the four years of support that you've given us. It's honestly really, really, really been amazing. I, Brian and I, we're so overwhelmed with that this has stayed alive for as long as it has. It really started just Brian and I wanted to do a show and we both were student journalists and we did not have an outlet to express ourselves on the heat. So we decided to make one ourselves and to make this platform just for us to have fun and just just to learn to get reps to do radio things. And it, it morphed into what this is today. We're on the Almighty Baller Network, and we're very, very appreciative of that and, and Chris Axpan. Uh, we have a full staff, Alf, Leif, Harrison, Jack, Nikias, Alex. Um, the list goes on and on. Uh, like I'm just so thankful for everything that, that has happened. And I just want to thank you guys, the listeners, you guys, the readers, because um, four years is a long time just for just a silly project, you know, and uh, some syndicated radio shows don't last four years and it's been really cool that we've grown from just brian and i doing a show in my kitchen to doing a show with george sedano or israel gutierrez because i grew up listening to them you know i and the way to school i would listen to george every morning and i used to read izzy all the time and i still listen to the levitard every day and we had mike ryan on last year do a whole show with us so for me that's it's it's so surreal and to brian as well and i, I speak for both of us how appreciative we are of everything. Um, please, everyone, um, continue your support. I can't thank you enough, honestly. Um, we hope to bring you better and better content as the years go on. Remember, you can buy our shirts um, at represent.com. You can, there's a link in um, in our Twitter account at MIA Heatbeat. Uh, you can always follow us there. Let us know that you're listening to the show. One of the great joys in this is hearing people um getting feedback from you guys hearing that you guys are listening and that means so much to us so hit us up on twitter at miheatbeat you can hit me up at gnavis103 all our writers um they're all over the place you know Leif, jack harrison the, the usual suspects you know you can find those on my twitter account on the heatbeat twitter account uh leave a review on itunes uh that don't be surprised how much that helps uh, leave a five-star review if you like the show a lot or be honest i don't want you to leave a review that you don't believe in but that you leaving a review and writing one really really helps the show 
and the fact that you guys listen obviously helps ratings and helps the show so thank you guys for everything and continue your support and like i said this has been a surreal experience the people i've met doing this are are legitimate friends that i've made and the opportunities i have even if i don't make it in this industry it's almost been enough you know what i mean to have had this heat beat and Thank you to our listeners, to people who interact with us on Twitter, to our readers, everyone. I sincerely, sincerely thank you. Honey? In here. Oh, you painted the ceiling. Yep. Blue. Feels so much less cooped up, right? I guess. What's the yellow paint for? Well, the floor needs a double line, otherwise it's chaos. Can you hand me that yield sign? It's hard to be without your bike. So do something easy and protect it with Progressive Motorcycle Insurance. With basic policies as low as $75 a year, you'll be back on the road in no time. Visit Progressive.com to quote today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.